1: Welcome to Episode 9 of The First Exchange. Uh, I was on holidays for the last week. I was in Dingle, um, surfing it up and drinking pints of Guinness. Went back on the drink for a week. Um, So we were back this week with Episode 9. Everyone really enjoyed last week. Uh, John Connor's uh, reception has been brilliant. But this week, something very different. Um, A Waterford man by the name of David Gray, a movement therapist and a biomechanics specialist, um, was in me to talk all things movement, all things mobility, rehabilitation, injury, the feet, the body, absolutely fascinating conversation with them. Um guy that has is totally obsessed with what he does and has a, such an incredible insight on um you know injury, rehabilitation, all stemming from his own injury that he had when he was a teen, um, had a really bad knee injury and you know he was told that he he may not play sports again. But he went off, done the research and it has paid off and he's helping people on the daily. Um, to get back uh, injury free, um, but a fascinating conversation, um, loads of interesting insight into to the body and how things work. Um, so, if you're anyway interested in 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 sports, in movement, in mobility, in the body, this one will be a uh, uh, very interesting for you. So, stay tuned for episode nine of the first exchange, and as always. Um, make sure you share the podcast we're on itunes spotify soundcloud and on social media the first exchange and um, so keep the keep the comments coming david gray for the first exchange welcome david gray i'm a bit loud here let me turn, turn myself down welcome thank you for coming into the studio
0: thanks for having me Great episode to be here. nine yeah nine
1: <laughs> yeah so you drove up from waterford tonight or today i did yeah.
0: I drove up a little bit early. You were
1: saying, yeah. yeah. But you got to have... you. Were, well, it was lovely because you said that you um, went to a park for the first time in a long time. Yeah. Which is uh, one of the little things that people kind of don't yeah. realise that they don't do. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, when's the last time I was in a park, actually, yeah. you know? Yeah,
0: because I think when we had spoken first, I think it was like, oh four o'clock or 4.30. Yeah. And then... I had that in my head so I organised all my clients this morning and then drove up I was like oh my last client is at 2 o'clock so I actually left a little bit early stopped to do a couple of Skype clients in Kilkenny and then kind of tore up the road yeah. and got here. And I was like, Bominous. looked, and I was like, oh, it's six o'clock. So yeah. <laughs> I had two hours then to kill in the park, which That's was, which was nice. nice. It was yeah. really good. Yeah. Because yeah. I've been really busy lately. So it's just like chill out and do well, nothing for a couple of hours. This is
1: the reason why I wanted to get on. Because obviously I was telling you, um, my brother, who's a holistic health coach. Um, I was like, you know, I want to get, you know, people that you're interested in. Who's cool? Who do you listen to? who Who do you think I should be focusing on or get on the show? And, you know, he had people in the UK and America. And I was like, wait until we have a budget and I'll fly these people in. I was like, bring me someone a little bit closer to home. But he was like, oh, David Gray, because obviously I'm from Waterford originally. And I was like, send me his stuff. And he sent me all your your Instagram and your social. I was like, oh, this is fascinating. And I was saying to you, it was a reason that it was kind of, um, you know, you're using, you're breaking down kind of big scientific terms, I suppose, into sort of, you know, Uh, an easy, understandable...
0: I'm trying to at least, yeah, yeah.
1: I guess, well... But I
0: know Dean, I know, I know Dean, he's a legend. Um, He's like, he's 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 the best
1: at what he does. Like he's (laughs) incredible, you know, like, and when he says something like that to me, I I take notes because he spends so much time. Yeah,
0: he loves it, yeah. Studying like
1: other people and watching other people and, you know, trying to source out the spoofers from the people who genuinely... But one of the things that, you know, came, became very apparent when I was looking at the videos that you do and the way you speak on your social is that you've got like a complete passion for what you do. Yeah. Uh, Where did that come from? Like, how did you get involved in, you know movement mobility and in, in, in this whole kind of world i suppose
0: yeah so i'm very very passionate about it and it came because basically i played a lot of kind of sports all my life i know your guys are you guys are very into sports not not fight sports but ga gaelic football hurling soccer rugby yeah um, and that was my obsession pretty much but I did a stupid thing when I was about 19. I went to America with some friends (laughs) and I fell off a motorbike and landed on my knee and I messed it up pretty bad and I still had like an open wound in my knee when I went home and continued to play sport and my knee got really bad and I ended up with like seven or eight years of the most chronic knee pain, but I still wouldn't stop playing. So it was like uh, every single day training, going to the gym and then waking up the next morning and can't walk down the stairs, and uh, taking painkillers, anti-inflammatories. Mm. And it just that cycle went on and on and on. And I'd seen every best therapist, best physio, best everyone in Ireland, and none of them could help me. And they were all telling me, like, absolute crap. And more and more, I was like, this is bullshit. Like, this is, mm. I don't know if I can curse, but... You can, um, yes. <laughs> This is crap. So I started studying it myself, and I ended up just traveling the world and trying to figure out all this stuff for myself and met some of the very smartest people in the world when it comes to the body and Mm. how it how it works injuries kind of pain pain science all that stuff and um kind of pooled all these things together from all the smart people i've met and that's where i am now And now kind of i don't know that process that took me like eight or eight years probably to help with my knee and also i was told i was going to need hip replacements by the time i was 30 and all this stuff um I can usually take people through that process like very very quickly within mm. days or weeks or whatever it is now. So well, ev- everyone is everyone is different, but yeah, I just love helping people now, and because people are still getting the same crap advice I got. So
1: well, slow down that kind of time period for me, where you know um, you're going to the doctors, you're going to the specialists, and you're being told, I suppose, all the answers that you don't want to hear. Yeah. You'll never do this. Yeah. You can't do that. No, you know all yeah. the negatives, um, and that sort of frustration I imagine of just going, No, there has to be something yeah. that can work and I don't have to be dependent on painkillers or yeah. whatever it is. So explain to me, talk to me about that kind of time period and and, you know, at what point did you say, Right, I know there has to be something else out here and I'm gonna go investigate and do the work myself.
0: Yeah. Um I was always kind of like, interested in it. Like, I was in, in the gym when I was, what, 17, 18 maybe, and I saw, like, actually my body got a little bit better when I do this stuff, so I, I kind of... I was very interested in it, and I was always talking to the physios, for whatever physio I was with. And when I say, like, people are saying crap, like, it's... People are doing their best, they just don't mm-hmm. actually... Well, most people, some people are actually just, they just <laughs> want to milk you for the money, right? But yeah, 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 um, yeah, Most people are doing their best, but they just don't actually understand the body. They have no idea about biomechanics. If you actually break it down with people, they have no idea. They are just spoofing and understanding the same thing that the person before them has said, like your glutes are weak and stuff like that, with no understanding as to why. Um, so, yeah, I was just started to read stuff and the more and more people I met, I was seeing trends like they're all saying the same thing it doesn't matter if it's the massage therapist down the street or down the street or the supposed best physio in ireland they were saying the exact same thing just uh, the higher level guys maybe were had a deeper understanding of it but they still weren't getting to the root cause of what was going on um so yeah just i kind of i really really had to delve into it when i couldn't really play much anymore or Mm -hmm. at least it was really affecting sport like i was I was getting... So do you
1: feel like you were at kind of like a a desperate sort of point where, you know, but are you the type of person naturally that would be like, I'm not going to take no for an answer. Like, there has to be more. I have to investigate this. I'm not going to just accept something that I don't want to hear, I suppose.
0: Yeah, well, I guess in the GA, like, everyone is probably like that. It's probably the same in fighting, like you're you're always playing with an injury you always have a niggle or a knock so yeah it's not it's not a it's not a new thing but it, it started to get to the point where i was like literally running on one leg i changed from jumping off my right leg to now i'm jumping off my left mm-hmm. i won't decelerate i won't change direction on that leg like nothing like and i was wake up in the morning how does my knee feel walk down the stairs how does my knee feel like it's a 24 7 obsession that takes over your life yeah like your girlfriend asked you to go for a walk No, because I have a game tomorrow. Like, no, I can't go for a five-minute walk. Like, so that's the point where it's like I need to do something about this. But in the J A, like, unless you have a broken leg, you play because you'll be grand. Like, you know, you'll be grand. The same with because we're
1: all men here. Yeah, yeah, you'll be grand. (laughs) Like, but
0: then you get thrown on the scrap heap when you retire. You like, you see it with people all the time. There's hip replacements are, are just like. It's the big thing at the mm. moment, people, men are retiring from, from playing gaily football, hurling, and they're getting hip replacements, like, yeah, left and right. Um, and the GA don't give a crap about mm. them then. Um, but they were great while they were playing, you know. So it was like, that's not going to be me. Yeah. I want to play now, but I still want to be able to, I don't know, play with my grandkids or play with my kids when I'm 50 years old or whatever, yeah, like, obviously. not not be crippled for the rest of my life. So, yeah, it was just a, a matter of piecing it together I went down, like, a lot of different routes, like stretching and different types of things that some of them worked, some... Well, actually, everything works. Everything has a reason it works or doesn't work. So I just tried to take the best of everything mm-hmm. um, and combine it all together. And that's kind of where I'm at now. So I
1: mean. did you travel then in this time period when you were kind of looking for your answers or getting yeah. your kind of information? Yeah. Um, whereabouts were you going? Like, where... Where?
0: Well, I actually went to... so. Funnily enough, before Conor McGregor got famous, or before, well, maybe not before, but just maybe when he was blowing up a little bit. Yeah. Um, but before, you know, Ido Portal, who's coached him, who's a very, I yes, guess, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Marmite figure. Um, some yeah. people hate him, some people love him. But I actually went to one of his workshops, must have been six or seven years ago now, now long before he was like mainstream. Yeah. Um, and he was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I learned a lot from him now. I know like people laugh at some of the stuff he does now, mm-hmm. but actually, in terms of, his, his older stuff, his strength and conditioning mm. stuff um, was very, very good and that helped me a lot. I still use a little bit of that now Yeah, actually not much now I don't really need to anymore I but. think
1: because he's a little bit so as a character he's very sort of you know extreme I suppose so yeah. I think a lot of people um, that aren't, wouldn't really be used to that sort of kind of like yeah. maybe spir- spiritual energy that he sort of carries yeah. you know they're kind of like oh this is so weird and yeah. I know in terms of like fighting and, and the, the fight community they didn't really understand it but it yeah. was like the fight fans who are on the couch who don't really understand it but for yeah. anyone who actually trains yeah. that even does you know just jiu-jitsu they'll yeah. know how so important that this whole like yoga the whole yeah. movement bracket yeah. is to you yeah. know longevity in your career of yeah. being able to train yeah. um so yeah carry on so you're you're I
0: yeah. but uh, just on that like i think kind of people laugh at the stuff Ido was doing with connor but like they, they forget that he's in a fight camp for how many weeks mm. he can't train hard all the time so they're yes. laughing at him saying like nate diaz saying he's doing touch butt in the park that's to take his mind off it. Like yeah. he's not gonna use that technique in the in the yeah. in the ring, but he's he's moving his body in a slightly different way than mm-hmm. he is in training to stay loose, to relax, to take his mind off all the hard training he's doing, yeah. like, you know, yeah. so he had Ido there for that stuff I would imagine, not for mm-hmm. the I don't know, kicking, blowing out a candle with his with his yeah. foot, like you yeah, know, it's yeah, not, it's yeah. not that. It's yeah. the, it's the, it's the laugh. It's the change of energy. It's yeah. that stuff, you know. Yeah. Um But
1: when it, you were growing up, did you ever, you know, when you, because anyone, anyone like you know, the candle thing or the fly, it's obviously like Bruce Lee, do you know what I mean. So did you, when you were growing up, did you ever like? did you like uh, admire Bruce Lee you know does Uh, was there ever anything from you know when you were a kid I'm trying to like piece together you know is there any sort of link up from when you're a child to getting into this or is it
0: no it was like Roy Keane is my hero I'm gonna be a professional (laughs) soccer player um and that was it that was it like that was the only thing and then when I got to about 13 I realized like oh I'm not great at soccer here uh that's not gonna work and then Kind of Gaelic football and hurling was well, it was always. But I obviously wanted to be a millionaire from playing soccer, which yeah. wasn't going to work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was GAA was the next best yeah. best thing. So no, I've I've gotten like I was big into Bruce Lee a few years ago. Yeah. Um, for his philosophies and
1: yeah,
0: I don't know. I guess he was the original like kind of piece. Maybe mixed martial artist where he pieced everything together. Like in yeah. terms of the gym stuff. The all the different training,
1: the mindset, yeah, the yeah, mobility, yeah. The yeah. Lot. So, yeah. like, I, yeah.
0: I, I did learn a lot from a few years ago, but like, I, all this, all that stuff. Now, I don't, I don't need to really. It's all cool, right? All the yoga stuff and the stretching stuff. It's all, mm. it's all cool. It all works for some people. I don't need to do it with my clients because I can, I can pinpoint the exact, usually root cause of the problem that's mm. going on, and I give them one thing. I don't need to give them. An hour of work they can do one thing one thing when they go home and that will fix the problem and then when that's fixed we'll address the next problem yeah now when i say fix sorry people aren't broken but it will it will address what's going on with them and so we do i don't need to do all these things that i've learned Mm -hmm. over the years but it has brought me to here, if that makes sense now. So
1: for someone that's listening, that's like, what exactly does David do? Like, like explain what it is. So are, the the majority, I assume, of clients that you have are people that are injured or are coming out of injury or they're in rehabilitation. Yeah. Um. So how would you define or how would you explain to someone that didn't know anything about what you do? Yeah. What, what you do?
0: Yeah. Um, look, I see, I get the... It's, it's, it, that's a hard one. it is a hard <laughs> one because' um, I'm, the, I'm the same as a physiotherapist or a physical therapist, um, but I operate differently. so mm-hmm. I get the same type of clients. I just mostly use movement. Um, I do do hands-on work with people, a little bit of like massage or whatever it needs to be. yeah uh, it's not not massage, but like a little bit of release stuff, yeah, even though I don't like the word release, but um, I basically just get a client in and assess the hell out of them how mm. they move how, their whole life pretty much like how they're sleeping how they're eating um mostly how they move what their bones are actually doing what movements they can't access what movements they're missing we find the root cause we go back through like their whole injury history everything that's ever happened to them in their life and i like you will see that it's that i don't know that um that groin tear when you were 16 and now that's shown up as your knee pain now or your back pain because I don't know, you're, you're not breathing well or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So just really, really assess people in detail. And then we can really get to the root cause of it. And it's, it's, it's just, yeah, it's anyone. I have, I have like a lot of athletes that I work with who are not necessarily in pain, but want to move better. And then a lot of clients who are just, yeah, they're in pain. Mm -hmm. And that comes from like, that could be your granny with back pain or it could be It could be a GA player, it could be a fighter, it could be anyone. Um,
1: Are you in the bracket of understanding or confirming the the sentence that everything is connected, that, you know, in terms of the body and the work that you do, that it's not just a kind of a little thing over here it's everything yeah. is actually connected up
0: yeah it is it, that's like 100 percent. every single day i see that more and more and more mm. and it's it's actually incredible if you could see the some of the stuff about just how connected it is that i see like there would be no doubt about it and that's a little bit of what i try and post sometimes on instagram yeah. um i try and make my instagram stuff about my clients not about me like i see it's frustrating when you see some people saying I fixed this person or yeah like they're trying to play God themselves mm-hmm. actually no your your own body did the healing yeah. just kind of point away or shine a light on what needs to be done um but yeah everything is connected mm-hmm. like I know if someone comes in with back pain 99% of the time it's because they're breathing like crap um that's a big number but I'm not even like i'm not even joking there that it's nearly always because they're breathing really poorly and i know if someone if we can get them to relax and breathe a little bit better then i know their back will be fine Mm -hmm. um and that's like i don't care if you've had chronic back pain for 30 years and you've seen supposedly every best specialist in in the world i i promise you like if if we can get you to relax more Mm. and breathe a little bit better then you'll sleep a bit better we can explain your pain in terms of what's happening rather than there's damage in your back. Everyone thinks like they hear a bulging disc or this and that. Um yeah. and they get frightened about it straight away. But actually it's 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 usually much, much simpler than that. And yeah. um Everything is connected.
1: Well, I love hearing you, like, reference the breath, like that because um, breathing is a topic that I'm very interested in at the moment yeah. in terms of, you know, obviously with combat sports, um, with yoga, with jiu the breath is, like, so the Gracies were like huge on this yeah. like breathing technique yeah. and that's their kind of like little kook that they had and what people thought separated them from from other jiu-jitsu families um and then obviously we have the whole sea swimming kind of little takeoff that we've had over the last couple of years mm-hmm. and Wim Hof breathing mm-hmm. and stuff you know so people are starting to like investigate breathing meditation mindset yeah. so it's a really interesting time for yeah. you know the breath yeah um so it's really mm-hmm. cool to hear you say that you know pain and you know the body is also so these things that people go like, oh, I have a pain in my back. Yeah. Or it must be from sitting at the computer all yeah. week. And then they don't even, you know, and it's something that even with my own, my, my dad in particular, my dad smokes, but I start, when, when me, myself and Dean started getting into the breath, I, you know, I was listening to everyone's breath, yeah. you know, like even my own, you know, and I, I actually realized that myself, I used to do stuff like, yeah, and home when I'm reading mm-hmm. or when I'm taking so I go... And then I I had to pull myself up and go like I haven't breathed in like yeah. like eight seconds you yeah. know what I mean so now it's like you know it's yeah. a thing where you get into it and there's a, like a little flow yeah. so explain to me like go into little detail on breathing and, yeah. and where you found the connection between breathing and the the issues that your yeah. your clients are having.
0: Um, there's a lot. It's a, that's a it's a big big topic. It's a, it's a huge topic. Mm-hmm. Like let's just let's just break it down in terms of. If you're if you're watching a fight, and I am by no means an expert on fighting, like I just sit down and watch a fight if it's on yeah. once a month, let's say, right? Yeah. So I need to stress that. um But you see a guy like his jaws open, he's breathing through his mouth. You know he's he's in trouble, mm. right? He's he's gasping for air. You know he's in trouble. It's the, I see the same thing with a client that's sitting in front of me that's telling me about their story. I'll I'll, I'll talk to them a lot on the initial assessment and they say I've, I've been in back pain I've had back pain for 10 years and they're sitting there and I'm watching them and their mouth is wide open and they're breathing through their mouth mm. your mouth is not for breathing um, your nose is for breathing right your mouth is for eating um, so that it's just the most simple thing um, but because of our lifestyle because of the stressors in our life we breathe through our mouth a lot and it's the the brain only really cares or the body the brain is in charge right the Mm -hmm. nervous system is in charge it only cares about staying alive you're breathing through your mouth it's a very kind of fight or flight thing so now our diaphragm is stressed our diaphragm is our king it's the king of the entire body so all these muscles that people talk about that we need to stretch like the psoas muscle you hear that in yoga all the time it all—they all have attachments into the diaphragm. Mm-hmm. The diaphragm massages our organs when we breathe through our nose. When we breathe through our mouth, it doesn't really—it's not really moving. So, we breathe nice and softly, quietly through our nose. It's massaging everything. It's, it has attachments onto the, our spine. It's—it's—it's it's, it's massaging our spine literally as we as we breathe. If we breathe well, mm-hmm. um, if not, you'll see people breathing into the front. So you'll see people breathing into their kind of the front. Even belly breathing, people talk about belly breathing. It's 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 wrong. I have to, like, pe- people might hate me for saying this. It's mm-hmm. wrong. We have a rib cage that we should be able to fill up 360 degrees by breathing through our nose. And that's what massages all our kind of back muscles and everything like that. Um, so I, I guess I'm going into it maybe a little bit of detail no, there. All. It's
1: super interesting. It's really interesting. Yeah. yeah,
0: so basically, like, if I was to say to people... the the simplest thing you can do without getting into all these breathing techniques you need to throughout the day don't worry about like when you're training yeah like you want to obviously control your breathing a little bit but if you're in the gym it's more the other 23 hours of the day that i'm worried about yeah um because that will filter into your training as well you need to put your lips together your teeth are apart so you're not biting your jaw uh your tongue is resting on the roof of your mouth that's naturally where it should rest that supports the palate and kind of opens up the airway, and you breathe silently through your nose. And don't get anal about it. Don't be like, oh, my God, I just caught myself breathing through my mouth. That's fine. This is These are habits of a lifetime, mm. right? <laughs> but we can make a little game out of it. Like, I, I just caught myself breathing through my mouth. Fine, I'm going to go back to my nose breathing. Yeah. Um, if you do have back pain, if you do have pain anywhere in your body, let's just relax a little bit. Because if we're breathing through our mouth, basically our body thinks we're being chased by a tiger all the time. Mm. It does not care about your little niggle or your ache or your pain. Then it only cares about survival. Now we need to be able to access that state if we're stepping into a ring with someone, but also we need to be able to come out of it. yeah? Yeah. We need to be able to relax. Um, and that's when all the good stuff happens. That's when we get a good night's sleep. That's when we can digest our food. That's when our brain or our body can say, "Actually, there's smaller little things going on here. That little knee pain, I might start to address that now because I'm not being chased by a tiger anymore." Yeah. yeah? So, there's a, it's a it's a massive massive topic, um, but. Yeah it's 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 such a hard one to to
1: but it's so it's so you know misunderstood yeah. and it's so not you know people are not aware of this you know mm-hmm. like i imagine that i imagine the people that come to you um are open to a new way of healing or a new way of rehabilitation yeah. um and I imagine that there are people that come to you that are kind of at their wits end and they're like, right, I've tried everything else. Yeah. I have to give him a shot and yeah. just like try this. Yeah. But I imagine that you meet people outside of work that yeah. you, you know, would explain it's about breeding and different things. And they're yeah. like, why is your mouth a yeah about? Yeah. It, How frustrating is that for you? Because you're like, I know this works. Yeah.
0: You know what? It, it was, but it's not like that anymore mm-hmm. because my, people have seen the results I've been getting with people who have been told like you need operations you need this and that and they don't doubt it anymore Mm. they and word of mouth spreads Mm. like so I, I hardly get any clients that walk in off the off the street because I don't advertise. I don't make myself super easy to be found. Yeah. Um, Why is that? Because I don't need to. Um, nice. okay. okay. And I don't want to work with people who don't really want to work with yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. My clients work hard. I push them really hard. They mm. will be sweating their balls off, right? Yeah. Um, at the right time. Yeah, but there's no point stressing a system that's already stressed too much because yeah. the body can't adapt to it. So it's not that it's not that frustrating for me anymore. It's frustrating when I see other people or it is frustrating when I see a client who I've taken their or I've helped them take their pain away that they've been in pain for 10 years and they've seen everyone and no one has said you're breathing through your mouth mm-hmm. and they like even when you sleep then you breathe through your mouth during the day you're yeah. breathing through your mouth during the night. It's 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 simple. It's simple as that um so your body is never getting into rest and digest even when you're asleep people are waking up with their back feels worse Mm. why is that because your diaphragm has hardly moved all night you should be getting a massage for the eight hours not like like fight or flight for the whole time so yeah it's frustrating that people aren't more people aren't looking at this but i'm not the only one like i've like far from it there's the knowledge is starting to get out there. Mm. Um,
1: but in terms of, even for myself, finding out about what you do, you're the only person that I know of, you know, that I've came across that has this technique. Now, I know that there's probably loads out there that follow the same yeah, same yeah. same style and yeah. same understanding as you. But, um, you know, it's a really refreshing way of looking at things yeah do you know what i mean so are you saying that um the the kind of muscle memory of the breathing of the brain if you practice it during the day that you'll kind of like it'll kick in as you sleep during the night and that's what will give you sort of the recovery that you need um
0: it's hard to say exactly what's happening there it's it's literally just about like it's just about relaxing and letting mm. go so you just sit on the couch people are being told actually the funny one all like most of my clients are not most of my clients i I've had a hell of a lot of clients recently who are teachers mm. and and they all have back pain, all these teachers that are coming to me. And they're mostly women, right? But I don't want to get into like the cultural stuff around it, but um, kind of a correlation that I'm seeing is these these women teachers in particular are being told that they need to sit up straight and have like perfect posture right mm. and it's not just it's not just teachers it's professional women and my kind of thing is I need to be careful now because I'm not um
1: don't be careful Yeah, yeah.
0: but it's they're being told Say it as it is so m- just how I see it is men are men are sitting in the workplace and they don't need to be they don't necessarily need to look as professional as women, yeah, or in theory they don't yeah. need to look as professional as women I'm not saying that, but that's yeah. I think that's what's how they view it right yeah. and women need to be like super strong and they need to this and that, and they're they're told their posture needs to be perfect or at least they think that um and and that's how that's how our kind of teachers are we're told in school we need to sit up super straight, actually, if you feel your lower back muscles or any of your back muscles and sit up straight. They will be hard as rock and you can't breathe in that position. It's mm. a, Again, it's a fight or flight position. So this is when we need to start challenging our thoughts on posture. What is good posture? What is bad posture? Actually, it doesn't exist. Mm. Your body is not weak. It doesn't have to sit up dead straight. Um, it's just creating tension and you can't breathe in these positions. So it's... Um, that, that's just why I would say about the teachers like that yeah. they are they're, I'm seeing so many teachers with back pain especially women and as soon as I get them to slump and just breathe through their nose they're grand
1: amazing Yeah. they're going to be all slumped on chairs now for slump the next honestly <laughs> slump as much as you can <laughs> people will be like yes yeah. Yeah. I love it I'm telling you slump as
0: much as you can I slump in front of all my clients because they come in with back pain and they say I need to I've been told I need to sit up straight and I say, no, don't, don't, don't worry about it. You're fine. Yeah. Just.
1: yeah, slump away. Does your
0: husband sit up straight? And they'll say, no, he slumps on the couch. And I said, does he have pain? They yeah. say, no, he's fine.
1: Well, I, you know, I read something now. I, I can't, I'm, I'm just like remembering, I'm probably like totally like misquoting, but I read something somewhere about, um, uh, for women's pelvic muscles that, um, we do ourselves a disservice by crossing our legs and that really we should be have like sort of man's you know man spread like we have the two legs together and you know and by doing yoga we're kind of acting it and different things like that Um, is that something that you you would agree with or
0: uh, no not necessarily I think we can sit whatever the hell way we want we can walk whatever way we want our body is very strong very adaptable and it's not going to do damage by sitting with with cross legs go home and look at your dog or your cat and look how they lie down on the floor like my dog will have his half his head hanging off the edge of a chair like and (laughs) he can sleep anyway and then he gets up and runs after a, a horse in the field yeah um no the pelvic floor is a, is a breathing thing
1: okay oh right yeah. okay because your
0: diaphragm and your pelvic floor work together um and if you're not if your diaphragm isn't moving your pelvic floor is staying hypertonic it's staying tight all the time it's not just women it's men with with, with hyper with um pelvic floor problems they don't realize it because it's not like oh i can't hold my wee in it's uh my hips are so tight but actually no it's your pelvic floor that won't let go so we okay. get them to breathe and next thing they get like 20, 30 degrees extra range of motion in their hip, internal rotation, external rotation. Um, I don't want to like make this all about breathing. That's, it's yeah. just a, it's just like a big, big pillar that people aren't looking at. And mm. if they cross that off, their whole life would be way better straight away.
1: Interesting. Do you believe in um, emo- emotional blockages? This yeah. is a big thing that I like, I, I read and, I, and it's yeah. kind of a split thing yeah. where when I bring it up in conversation, you know, some people are like, oh, that's in a bracket with star signs and feck in the universe and the, the bloody notebook and yeah. all that shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. But then other people are saying, like, no, emotional blockages are real. And I'm wondering, is there maybe some sort of a sort of correlation between the lot if you're not breathing properly yeah. and you're breathing through your mouth maybe and then, you know, you're stressing the body yeah. and, you know, yeah. w- where do you stand on, on things like emotional blockages? and
0: Yeah, well, there's no doubt that, like emotions play a big part so actually our pain isn't uh the pain isn't necessarily the problem it's a, a reaction to the pain mm. um it's so oh yeah I feel my back is sore my knee is sore whatever so that's fine that's okay right it doesn't feel nice no one wants to be in pain but it's the thought like I'm going to need a hip replacement or I'm you know, like I'm not going to be able to do the sport that I love. Yeah, that's what kills us. It's not the pain itself. So it's the emotion around the pain. Mm-hmm. So it's important. I I have to I do have to get into pain science with people with, a, with with every client, to be honest. And pain science is incredibly complex. It's important to understand that the brain is creating pain, and that's not to say that pain is in your head, which the doctors used to tell you. It's yeah. actually yes, it is in your head. It doesn't live in the muscle because the muscle doesn't have it's it's not pain we just it's it's in the brain and it's it's there for a reason it's telling you something it's it's giving you a signal so if you put your hand over a in a fire and you don't have pain then you're going to get a lot of damage your hand is going to get burned right Mm -hmm. so that pain tells you actually hang on there's something you need to do about this yeah yeah so it's our emotional response to this stuff that's the problem um, so yeah a lot of the time if we can just talk to people and explain what their pain is telling them actually you, your back is okay don't worry about it mm. like we're we're gonna do this it's it's not the root cause the root cause is this old ankle injury that you had that you haven't put weight on that side of your foot for the last 30 years right yeah um, when people it's like a sigh of relief like oh okay like there's something I can do this, about mm. this now so yeah emotion is a big part of it. I don't know about the like I've studied some of the Chinese martial arts and and yeah. stuff like that. I don't know about the actual meridians and like the certain certain emotions are li- linked to certain pain. I'm not sure about that. Mm-hmm. Um but I think we just need to if we can have a little bit of empathy with people and actually explain better at what's going on with their body. Yeah. Um then
1: well, the word empathy is, um, is a good one there because the next uh, question that I want to ask you about was, um, one of the things I noticed in, um, a couple of the videos that you put up was, I think the latest when you were talking about a client of yours that was going through, um, a rehabilitation process with you and you were saying about, um, that you've shared, you know, that you had a big chat at the start of the, the, the session yeah. and you shared kind of some highs and lows and it's yeah. been kind of like the sort of emotional journey, I suppose. Yeah. Um. Do you find that you kind of have to get into that place with your clients where you have to kind of be on an emotional sort of wavelength, you know, to yeah. kind of understand and to have that empathy, I suppose, to work with them and, and experience what they're going through?
0: Yeah, well, look, if 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 I don't connect with my clients on a human level, like, what are we doing? Like, you know, yes. you know, what what is the point? Um, first thing a client will come in, I want to know, like, who they are, like, you know, not yeah. like, how was your day? Like, not just... Now, I'm not going to be their best friend within five minutes, but I, I want to understand their life because if I can't understand their life, how am I going to help them? Yeah. If 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 they're doing my exercises, whatever it might be, it might be a squat, whatever. If they're doing that for five minutes a day and the other 23 hours, whatever minutes a day, they hate their life or they hate their job or their wife is sick or whatever, then mm. how am I going to be able to... It, it's It's too much, you know, yeah. it's not... We need to understand what's going on in people's lives so um yeah like i, I have to connect with my clients mm. um first thing i will always set sit down and we'll, we'll understand where they want to get to and they'll always play it small they'll always say i just want to be out of pain especially if they've been in pain for a while and say actually no you're just telling me what you don't want you don't want to be in pain yeah. and then they'll say okay like Oh, if I wasn't in pain, I'd be. A, I'd run a five k, and I'd say, if you weren't in pain and had no limitations with your body, you'd only run a five k. I'd say, actually, I'd do a marathon. I'd say, yeah. Okay, that's what we're gonna do. Mm. Um. So then there's highs and lows, but uh, like first session, I will draw out the whole rehab, kind of treatment plan in terms of okay for to be able to do that, we need to walk pain free. to Be able to do that, we need to be, be able to do this. We need need to be able to do a squat. We need to, like, and every session is planned out. Now there's. Obviously, highs and lows, ups and downs. Um, But 95% of my clients get to their goal, no matter how big it is. Mm. um, We just work with them. And yeah, it's so there is ups and downs along the way. Like that client that you're talking about, not to get into too many details, but like she had a pretty big back injury, Mm. back surgery. Um, She struggled to feel her left leg at all um, and... She's fine now. She's Olympic lifting. She's squatting. She's the next step is to get 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 her back running, um, and she says like, "Oh, you changed my life." You well, actually, she doesn't say that anymore because I try and say no. Like, actually, it's your body that's doing the yeah, work. I'm just yeah. kind of, I don't know, maybe a consultant along the way, you know.
1: How do you um, self-regulate the ego in in what you do? Because you are, you know providing, I know, yes, the knowledge that you have to um, relate to your clients, to help them, to heal them. And, you know, you are changing their lives to a degree because they're coming to you and you're relaying this knowledge and you're helping them get to the place they need to go. So, you know, how do you self-regulate that ego and, and stop yourself from getting to that place of I am wonderful, <laughs> I am a healer? I am, you know, yeah. the reincarnation of Jesus Christ. Yeah, you know?
0: no, it's uh, it's the easiest thing ever because I get humbled every single day in clinic mm-hmm. by just how powerful your brain is and your nervous system is. So I had a guy, guy the other day who had a knee operation 30 years ago and he could bend his knee to about 90 degrees um, for 30 years, that was it. And within like 45 minutes, he nearly had his heel touching his bum um, and he was walking without his limp and I was like you do understand like that your brain just put this tension there for 30 years because you never showed it it was safe to not do that mm, anymore yeah. after the surgery. And like he was saying, Jesus Christ, like, hey, this is amazing. Like, what do what you have to do? And I was like, it's important for you to understand that I haven't actually laid a hand on you because I do do hands-on work, but... If, they, if I do hands-on work too soon with a client, they'll think that it's my hands that are magic hands. This yeah. fella has a technique that no one he, he's else has. got the touch. Yeah, which is absolute <laughs> shit, right? It's just anyone that tells you that, that their technique is doing something, mm-hmm. it's bullshit. It's just giving an input into the brain and then the brain gives an output based on that. So we can change, like, I can test some of your muscles. We can do muscle tests and I can make a test weak by telling you to think of a bad pain you've ever had or to think of a negative thought and your muscle will test weak so that tells us that strength is granted by the brain also you can do a muscle test it will test weak a million times in a row and i can tell you to put maybe the tongue on the roof of your mouth or look your eyes a certain direction and your muscle will test strong for the first time in 10 years so the brain is in charge not me so that's important I I get humbled every day by just how quick we can adapt if we actually look at what the brain is doing in the nervous system it's just about creating safety around the brain and that's why I'm talking about breathing because the easiest way to create safety is to breathe Mm -hmm. um, and breathe well and that takes us out of fight or flight and then all kinds of crazy magical things can happen from there
1: do you believe in life purpose
0: Uh, uh, I don't know I don't know. It's a tough one, actually. Um, Maybe. I think everyone should have, like, a purpose. We Mm -hmm. wouldn't have so many... We we, we wouldn't have to have so many crises in our lives if we actually had a purpose. I think people are creating a lot of crises. They have to have drama and crisis in their lives because Mm -hmm. they have no purpose. So they need need a crisis or a, a drama that they have to solve because they actually have nothing that they're working towards. Wow. So that's... I don't know if we, I don't know if we have, like, one life purpose as Mm -hmm. such, but I think everyone should be working towards something or have some kind of purpose. And all this drama and crisis that people, like, absolutely love, they wouldn't need it anymore. Yeah, that's that's a very
1: interesting um, analogy on on life and people. Um, is, Is that your... Where did that that statement come from? Is that t- sort of what you ex- have seen around you, or
0: I actually think I read that somewhere a few years ago, and it might actually have been from Paul Chek, who you probably know. Yeah? yeah, I I hope I'm not misquoting him there. Yeah. It was so something like that.
1: Sounds like something wonderful he'd say. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. So
0: I don't want to like take credit from that, and I'm definitely probably messing
1: up how he said that. You know what? It makes sense. Like if you think if you have you know. I'm even, even to on a personal level myself. You know, if I have something that I'm, I'm, I'm focused on, and there's like a main goal, yeah. all the little kind of shit things that fall along yeah. or go along, you kind of go, ah, oh, it doesn't matter. You know, yeah. I'm just keep me driving towards that one yeah. thing. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Or, exactly. Uh, and even when in work, you know, if there's an end goal to get somewhere, and little things kind of fall apart, or yeah. things don't go to plan, you're like, oh, it's okay. We can just do that. your solution. Yeah. You're fixing solutions to it, and yeah. then it's, it's all going towards a a, a bigger thing or a yeah. bigger purpose. Exactly. The reason that I asked you was. I'm wondering, you know, is I, I'm very big on um, everything that happens to you in life happens for a reason yeah. and it's all an experience and taking you to the next stage. And, um, that it's it's your responsibility to either see the signs and to take advantage of the experiences that happens to your life that lead you to different things. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, like, you know, do you ever think, you know, obviously having that accent when you're a teenager is obviously terrible and we don't want to have those things. But I'm wondering, like, do you ever sit back and go, shit, if that didn't happen yeah. and I didn't get the injury and I didn't have the solutions, yeah. then I wouldn't have gone on this journey to yeah, yeah. get more knowledge. Yeah. And now I'm in this, like, really, you know, it's a wonderful position that you're in because yeah. you're fulfilling you know, your own purpose, mm-hmm. uh, as we say, and you're doing something that you're passionate about mm-hmm. and that's that's feeding your soul. Yeah. But also you're doing yeah. something where you're helping yeah. people, you know, to um, live better lives or to, to have a better quality of life. Mm-hmm. And we had a therapist on, um, Reena-Galiri, Dr. Reena Goulieri, a couple of weeks ago. And she was saying that, you know, that in itself is sort of the fundamental purpose of humans, yeah. is that you acquire a certain knowledge or a skill yeah. and you pass it back to people. Yeah. And I'm wondering if if, if that's something that kind of resonates with you. Yeah,
0: definitely does. I, I actually think about that quite a bit. Like, I'm so grateful that I had that, like, injury and went on that journey. Mm. Um, I really am one because my body has never, ever felt better. Um and I get to help other people as a result. I can take people through like knee pain, like some people that come to me with their knee pain and, oh, I've been in pain for years and I can't play my sport. I'm like, you're going to be fine. My knee was way worse and I can take them through that process in like six, eight weeks, what took me eight years. So, yeah, I'm very, very grateful for that. I always say to my clients or kind of, not always say to my clients, but to appropriate people, like, never waste an injury. Never, ever waste an injury or never waste something that, like, sorry, excuse me, never waste something like you wake up and you don't feel great. Never Mm. waste that. Actually try and understand why that is the case. Um, You learn so much about your body. Like, you wake up, you have a week of, like, back pain or whatever it is. Mm. Find out why, like, actually find out what helps this. Then... You can prevent it in the future yeah you learn so much about your body never waste a i don't know an emotion or something like that or feeling like crap for a day like it helps you understand yourself mm. way better um it really does and some of my clients like they come out the other side so grateful that they know like my my goal is that you don't need me anymore right so you don't yeah. need to come back for this. Chiropractic manipulation once a week or three times a week in some cases for two years. Um, you don't need that. Your here's some here's all your tools. Your your pain is now gone. Yes, you will be in pain at some stage in future. That's a normal thing that will happen. But you now know like, okay, I'm going to try this. Like I think like when your body is telling you you need to do this thing or that thing or that exercise or that movement. Um, so you definitely. You definitely learn a lot along the way. Mm. I have, at least. Um, and I, I am grateful for it, yeah, definitely.
1: What are some of the most common um, injuries or complaints that you have that come through your door?
0: Um, I get a lot of knees. Mm. I think that's
1: because
0: <laughs> of me, yeah.
1: There'll be people listening, I like, fucking new, my bleeding yeah. knee is killing me. I get a lot of knees <laughs> from
0: athletes. Uh, Achilles tendons. Mm. Uh, that's kind of must be a summer thing at the moment the hard ground for for athletes yeah. um backs for like a lot of office workers and stuff like yeah. that lower backs um and then like I, I kind of have a like not a speciality I don't want to say speciality because I see everyone but um Foot, a lot of foot stuff. Mm. I get a lot of foot stuff, so. Well,
1: my next question was <laughs> the bunion. <Yeah. laughs> Hot topic. Yeah. I couldn't, because I I have a bunion on my left foot. So yeah. I have the most, like, I hate giving away any personal information <laughs> on this goddamn thing, but it seems to go down a treat with everyone. Yeah. I have my left foot. I have my big toe. I have a bunion on my left foot. Yeah. And my toe is, like, literally... I have polar bear feet. Like, yeah. I literally get called polar bear feet by all the girls. They're like, look at your feet. But I have a toe that... I was told before that the the bone here that I had broke it, right? Okay. I never got an x-ray. Yeah. I was just told that the bone had broke. And yeah. then it was like a series of wearing, when I was in my band, Chelsea Boots, which have like a really thin... Like, they go into a, like a winkle picker point, you know, yeah. like, so it was all about <laughs> style and substance yeah. over like functionality. Yeah. Um, so my toe was ruined, but it was only when... I turned 30 and I started jiu that I actually realized how important yeah. feet are, especially yeah. for balance. Yeah. Then about two years ago, I had a fairly nasty ankle break when I was training, right? Yeah. I'll show you the video when we yeah. finish finished the podcast. Um, And I went through the whole thing of like, you know, it was devastating because I was only after finding this sport that I was incredibly passionate about. And I've been into, you know, I was into music. I never done sport. And then I was like, oh, my God, I've wasted 30 years not being sporty. (laughs) Um, And I went to like a load of physios and they were like, you'll never train again. You can't. You have a metal plate in your your ankle and this is it and all the usual shit. Um, And then I had this guy who was like, you know, about my tone. I was like, I know I can tell that. My toe is setting off my foot, like my balance, Mm -hmm. you know, and like Mm -hmm. if I'm trying to do one legged anything, you know, I can feel it. No, don't worry about it. And then I went to somebody else who was like, oh, you have to get that fixed and then you'll have to get bunion surgery, but you can't get it done until you're 60. And, you know, (laughs) you know, you can't walk for nine weeks after and there's only three surgeons in the country who'll do it. And I was just all this like information, right? overload. Yeah. And I was just like, right, I'm just actually signing off on this. I'm yeah. just going to continue. Yeah, yeah, just keep going. Don't but I saw <laughs> on your page where you are like, you're like, literally, I can fix bunions, yeah, yeah. which is the, one of the most common foot, yeah. you know, complaints or whatever that people yeah. have. Explain. Yeah. What is the magic? So, so
0: when you say can fix bunions, first of all, I can't fix anything. Right. Maybe we've been yes. over that. Yeah. Um, and some people do need surgery like yep. i have to i have to like surgeons are unbelievable we're so lucky to live in an age mm-hmm. now that a surgeon can do a job yep. and it's like it's it's unbelievable they can literally keep you alive they can take your heart out of your body and replace it with a new heart like yep. it's unbelievable i just think people jump into surgery too quickly yes yeah and ha- without trying movement first but surgery is a great option for people um bunions. so i guess we haven't really talked about my my big thing is biomechanics i Mm. love biomechanics which is
1: what explain that because i actually don't know what biomechanics like
0: it's it it's basically to to be like super simple about it it's looking at every single bone in your body every joint in your body and how it moves Mm -hmm. um versus how it should move right and the movements it should be able to access and also the big thing with me is are the, some of the people that also do some of the work that I do. Um, we kind of look at, so the gait cycle, we can look at the gait cycle. We all, the one thing we have and all of us have in common or one of the things is we all stand up and we walk the same way. Mm. And we do that because our bones are shaped to allow us to do that. That's why we are innately human because of the gait cycle pretty mm. much. Um, it's what allowed us to stand up and probably what allowed us to get to where we are because our hands are now free we can hunt we can throw we can all do do, do all these things our eyes are on the horizon rather than uh, necessarily kind of we're, we're down on all fours or anything like that I know a dog's eyes are on the horizon but it just allows us to it gives us so much more access so mm-hmm. the gait cycle is probably we're not sure but it's one of the things that allowed us to be where we are and kind of dominate as a species so that, that means it's very very important to us so we can look we can basically, I can look at someone walking, um, video them walking, and then look at every single joint in their body at a certain phase in the gait cycle and say, okay, your knee should be there now, mm-hmm. and it's not. It's over here. And then we can trace that back to an old injury. That could be your jaw. you got a broken jaw. It could be anything. That's how unconnected the body is. And I see yeah. this every single day. I genuinely, like, we'll will do something with an old injury, and then... So that the bunions are developing not just because of shoes, but it's a strategy, a strategy from your body. So you need to understand that every single movement that your body does, it's because it's the most efficient way the brain see, perceives it, mm. that it can move at the moment. So we just have to give it another option so for bunions most of the time 99% of the time I would say that joint is doing too much movement it's opening way too much if you imagine the joint is opening I think I have my model model foot in my bag but um, amazing I I actually saw this
1: model. I saw you had on your Instagram that it was on the seatbelt on it in the front seat of the car yeah
0: we went for the the journey to Dublin (laughs) Um, so that joint is open too much so how do we change that is we get the other joints so if one joint opens too much or moves too much other joints are moving too little yeah so how do we change that we get the other joints to do their job and that joint can stop doing the job for every other joint Mm -hmm. it's 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 hard to see or understand with the foot it's easier to think of it like this with the back if you think of a spine right Mm -hmm. and someone does a side bend to the right if you look at someone's spine you'll see that all the movement comes from two or three vertebrae And then the rest is like a straight line. Okay. So your bunion is kind of like them two or three vertebrae or one vertebra. It's trying to do the whole jaw. It's trying to do everything for the foot. Now, the foot has 33 joints in in it. Mm. That's a lot of joints. So if we can get all them moving, then that bunion, that spine, if we want to look at it like that, every vertebrae in the body can move instead, instead of just one or two or three joints doing its job um and that's how we feel good that's how we share load through the body Mm. that's how we stop getting injured stopping in pain a lot of the time now pain is obviously very complex it's not just biomechanics it's thoughts fears emotions um but yeah the more we can share the load throughout the whole body so a lot of people's knee pain is the knee is doing way too much work Mm. um we're missing the foot isn't doing its job the hip isn't doing its job all this stuff so a lot of the time, we just we don't have to focus on the area of pain or the bunion or whatever. We get the joint, every, every joint in the body doing its job, and suddenly you feel lighter, you feel better, your injury is gone, your bunion. I've seen them change in front of my eyes, but it's not the bunion. It's not that joint itself. It's that the whole foot remodels as a result of it. Mm. Now, some people, you can change it. It's gone too far, but that doesn't mean you can't try movement, and that yeah. doesn't mean that it's not going to feel better and it definitely means that it's not going to get worse mm. so we've just given that body the brain so basically we, we look at the gait cycle and if we can start to replicate things in the gait cycle that should be happening which is basically how we walk the brain loves that because it's embedded in our dna
1: very cool yeah what's your favorite type of um injury that comes in the door what are you like yes Uh, or what's one that where you were like you know you really had to kind of like why because i'm sure you get the kind of the repeat ones that come in where you're like okay so i you know obviously everyone is different but i have an idea of how this is going to go and so what are the ones where you're like oh this is brilliant now i have to go off and really think about this one or
0: uh that's a good one um i I love knees i know we've already said that i absolutely love knees like it's usually so simple Like yeah. Usually so sim- I don't care how many Of the best specialists In the world you've been to Like Knees are pretty simple um, yeah. In most cases um, Lower backs as well It's almost always breathing mm. um, And rib cage mechanics And stuff like that How your ribs are moving A lot of the time And your pelvis is moving uh, I don't know There's not Like I'm so confident With people who come in the door yeah. And I genuinely Don't have a clue What I'm going to do with you yeah. Like most, a lot of physios are, and I really don't want to sound like I'm knocking people here or yeah. the profession, yeah, like yeah, everyone is yeah, doing course. their best, as I said. Um, but I think most people have like their two or three go-to exercises for this body part or, oh, yeah. this fella has a shoulder coming in, I'm going to do this and this. Yeah. Like you come in with your shoulder pain, I could be doing something with your foot. Um, and then like that, that's, that's how people actually understand because suddenly they can lift their shoulder, their arm up over their head yeah. um, and it was nothing to do with their arm. It's just, it's usually the area that you feel sore or an injured, uh, that area is doing too much work for you and we just share the load and it feels fine.
1: Where do you find the joy in what you do? Is it that, you know, the, the shoulder that couldn't raise the arm, you know, over 90 degrees that suddenly goes like you know does it 360 yeah. or is it the person who sees you know you see that the like the kind of self belief or yeah. that the the you know all those years of like pain yeah. or trauma or yeah. you know I'm screwed yeah. that lift and see yeah. a little bit of hope kind of glimmer yeah. in their eye
0: yeah I love that I love yeah. that bit of hope like I love that realisation because I try and get clients to realise it for themselves mm. without like forcing it on them like that first time like we do five minutes of work and I say okay go for a walk and they come back and their eyes are bulging and they're like, yeah, Jesus, like, what's what's just happened? What's like, happened? I love that. Yeah. Um, that's where my ego does kick in a little bit because I'm like, it's, it's class, isn't it? Yeah, like, you know, like course. that's deadly. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. when not even ego, but that's like where it's like real fun, like to yeah. see. I'm waiting for their reaction and I can see it's moving better or I can see something has yeah. changed. But the, the, the like information is coming back to their brain and they're like. They're trying to process and they're mm. like, Jesus Christ, like what's what's going on here? Um, yeah. Also, I love a puzzle. Like I love trying to kind of like, I don't know, break something apart just to put it back together again, that kind of thing. Yeah. I love trying to figure out why something is happening for someone like yeah. just writing down their full injury history timeline, like everything that's ever happened to them. And then we'll do all the muscle testing, the gait analysis, the kind, kind of get, a, get an idea of their like Emotions around it without mm. like asking them that, but I'll be kind of gauging that as they're talking about it. Um, and it's like a little puzzle, and then you're going through the assessment, and it's just your eyes are being constantly drawn back to this one thing. Um, mm. and I love like we'll just do something on that part, and everything changes, and that's yeah. that's the cool part, that's the fun part. Like it's a little puzzle,
1: yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, you know, people that are coming into you and that, that the clients that you have, they're obviously all have different, um different issues that they're coming to, to you for mm-hmm. and obviously rehabilitation is a huge part of it and to I know there's probably not one thing where you're like you know to give advice for people like yeah. you know uh, prevent to prevent injuries or whatever yeah. you know because injuries happen and everyone's different yeah, yeah. and the body you know everyone's body is different but is there any kind of fundamental process i suppose that that we as humans should be adapting or that we should be doing every day to yeah. prevent injury or to um yeah. help us kind of heal from little things that we yeah. have
0: um yeah you're right i don't think you can prevent injury as such now, we can prevent a lot of injuries that might have happened but that doesn't mean we'll never get injured again yeah we can mitigate a lot of injuries um especially if we're playing sports or whatever <laughs> like injuries happen yeah um most of them don't have to happen but if you're if you're if you're in a contact sport yeah. someone can punch you in the face or you know <laughs> so um in terms of like everyone no matter who you are if you have a, a good fully functioning gait cycle so if you walk well mm-hmm. and i really mean well um you will move well you will see that the best movers in the world can adapt to any sport mm-hmm. they're they're like not not that they're going to not that conor mcgregor is going to go and play I don't know NFL or whatever. Although he might, he might he, think could. Yeah, hell. yeah. But if you put him in a situation, he'll adapt to something because his yes. nervous system is set up in such a way, mm-hmm. and he's been in so many kind of complex situations. Um, and I, a lot of that comes back to like how your bones move, how these kind of neurons that fire together wire together Mm -hmm. these this thing um how your brain can adapt so walking is fundamental so if you go out and walk in nature it's much much different to walking on a treadmill you're stepping on a different rock on every in every footstep you're stepping on a twig you're hearing different sights you're seeing Mm different. or you're your sights and sounds, your, your senses are being stimulated in such a way. Um, I can't stress enough how important it is that we go and walk. Our eyes, usually we're on our phone now for our eyes. We're used to walking. Where, like where we came from is our eyes are tracking something in the distance. And our body is moving, and our eyes are kind of maybe stabilizing on a ga- on something in in the distance, right? Now it's our body is still as we drive, and our eyes are the ones that are moving. So mm-hmm. we've changed the pattern usually of, uh, pretty much of how our eyes actually work. Right. That affects a hell of a lot of stuff. That's a lot of information coming into our eyes. So we need to get back out to nature and walk. We need to we need to kind of we need to breathe well it's Mm -hmm. it's simple it's the simple stuff that your granny will tell you Mm. and all the pain science all the stuff around injuries is coming back to this now the science is always a little bit behind in terms of people do it first and then they have to do studies on it to show it it's breathing it's walking it's sleeping it's your simple nutrition it's eating your vegetables Mm -hmm. it's doing your little bit of movement it's checking in with your body it's five minutes of checking in with your body like how does that feel how does that knee actually feel today i don't care if it's sore or not but like is that moving the same as my right knee Mm -hmm. um how do my shoulders feel how do my spine how does my spine feel it doesn't take much it can be two minutes a day it could be lying on the floor and just gently bringing your awareness to different body parts and checking in with them Mm -hmm. it's so simple um we don't need to do all this fancy stretching we don't need to do like we don't need to squat 200 kilos you can do all that stuff mm-hmm. if you want but look after the basics
1: yeah absolutely um have you you, you mentioned there obviously with um, phones being a huge thing social media is obviously a huge part of um, our culture today have you noticed um you know a, a direct link between between humans and and mobile phones like have you seen the sort of detriment of it i suppose to yeah. how we're meant to to function and and because i mean even you know I have a terrible habit of, you know, if I'm going anywhere, like just say if I'm coming here today, like I'm walking and I'm answering emails and I'm sending texts and sending voice notes. And it's something that I'm very aware of and I'm trying to stop because I'm trying to be more present, that's my thing, right? Yeah. But obviously it's a really good opportunity to get a little email yeah. in <laughs> to something real quick, you know what I mean? I do what I would have to do when I'm finished, you know, when I can sit down and have a cup of tea at the end of the day. Um, but have have you seen um, it come into effect in terms of the people that come into your clinic? Uh,
0: it's hard to say because I'm very guilty of it myself. Like, yeah. I, it's kind of do what I say, not what I do. Um, yeah, 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 I'm yeah. spending way too much time on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just like I don't, I don't think we're as. Vulnerable. But I imagine you're
1: using Instagram for you know you're not scrolling like you know birds in bikinis yeah. or something like. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm hopefully, sure
0: my so... girlfriend isn't listening <laughs> to this. Um, there's a I'm few sure girls. It's...
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure the majority of it is like you yeah. know people who are of a similar ilk if yeah. you and you're it's it's knowledge based you know you're yeah, getting yeah. a little bit of Yeah, it,
0: it is, but also it's not, uh, I need to get away from that stuff. Like yeah. you're. You're, you're lying in bed at 10 o'clock at night reading the anatomy of a foot like it's not a good idea yeah. like you know you need to be a little bit more well rounded than that but um uh I don't like you know you hear this stuff about forward head posture like oh because we're on our phones these generations like it's bullshit like if you look at a picture of is
1: the... this the thing sorry, is this the thing of like where they're projecting that like humans will have horns or like some kind of like unicorn I don't thing know I've never heard that <laughs> it was, Like I read this like I might have been on something like some yeah thing. You know, <laughs> acetrip.com or something like that. Whatever, saying like that because of the forward head that you like humans would eventually grow horns. You okay. got the heaviness. Right. You know, don't quote me yeah. again. Like you know, yeah. this was like some leading sh- shame and priest up in the hills yeah. like wrote this. But yeah, go on anyway. Yeah, maybe for, I don't for, know. What, I haven't heard that what one. What is forward head? Uh, forward head is basically you yeah. see
0: someone walking down the street and their head is in front of their body. Simple, like it's a just an adaptation of the body. um Most people I'd say would have heard of forward head posture right um but they're blaming like people would say you have or no you know what it's called now like text neck text neck you'll see people looking down and their neck is all over the Mm. shop um but like if you think back to your granddad or even your dad he would have been looking at a newspaper so Mm. nothing has changed here nothing has changed at all um So we are very adaptable. Our body is just adapting to like me and you sitting here right now. Our body is getting better at sitting down. Yeah. Yeah? So it's getting better constantly. Every single person that's that's listening to this now, their body is getting better at exactly what you're doing right now Mm -hmm. it's the master adapter so yeah it's getting better at scrolling on your phone your hand is getting better at your thumb is getting better at that Mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean it's good if you need to go out and use your hands for something else these are like repetitive strain injuries from people typing on a laptop all the time it's because we're using our hand in the same way all the time and if Mm -hmm. you think about where we came from in nature and that like that there was no no two steps were the same Mm -hmm. no there was never the same movement um so it's just about movement variability it's the same with your eyes you need your eyes need movement variability Mm -hmm. they are just muscles um so it's not it's not a phone problem it's a i don't know it's just a the phone the phone definitely isn't helping but it's it's not a it's more i guess that's that's not helping with the mindset thing Mm -hmm people are comparing themselves they need to like if you look at if you just type in hashtag yoga or something like that um, I know people usually talk about like the girls image stuff but actually yeah. it's it's just as rife in the yoga world mm. the new teacher on the block thinks they have to do the most amazing posture and get the perfect picture in this posture to like validate themselves yeah and actually who cares about that when will you have your head leg behind your head Well, maybe (laughs) maybe maybe some of the people that are listening to this will in the ring but like that's not a position that you can use um you certainly can't i I know some of these yoga teachers certainly can't kick someone in the face yeah but they're they're pulling their leg there um you know so it's not to get into yoga but like it's 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 more of a mindset thing mm. with social media. We're comparing ourselves to others and it's not good.
1: Well, that, absolutely not. That's an interesting kind of like little delving detour, into A yeah. little detour <laughs> yeah. into an area. Let's talk about that for a minute because, you know, it's definitely something where, you know, you have all these like health gurus or all these people that are into fitness mm-hmm. or nutrition or personal training. And... You know, you look at like I was actually I, had, I was away for a week. I was in Dingle um, on my holidays, and uh, you know, like we we were laughing. Myself, and my friend Miriam, we were laughing. we we're like, well, when we get a little picture, we'd say, "So sorry, would you mind taking a picture that she was like having a pint of Guinness or whatever?" You know, and then like they take a picture, we get back, and we're like, their fucking heads on the table was like <laughs> like they dragged through a bush, no makeup, hair up." You know, we were like, "Brilliant, that's that'll be you know that's how we were on the day." That's yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. And then we were like laughing and we we're going like, you know, these girls and these guys that, you know, are all into health and fitness. But they have these like, you know, show yeah. like it's like a, a like a showcase, like Instagram of like yeah. amazing postures and looks at, yeah. in the moment. And it's like you have to remember that taking a photograph like that or capturing all these moments like you're not in the moment. Yeah. You're in the photograph. You're yeah. in the the video. You're in the yeah. um getting the best look for and i know obviously there's a huge culture and people make money off it and businesses and a whole lot but we've gone so far removed from being in the moment and being present and from really kind of like you know going going past what a photograph actually is you know capturing a moment in time or capturing a memory and it's more about you know portraying or a self-need or validation and different things like that yeah um what's your opinion of that well, you know like
0: w- I, i'm kind of like i guess we're all probably guilty of that yeah you absolutely
1: know? absolutely and i know i don't I, I i want to look the best when i put yeah, up yeah. a photograph on instagram yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what i mean course, or yeah. whatever it I'll is. throw
0: on an old filter and, and that too like you know but, oh yes um, <laughs> 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 um as you can see now today
1: <laughs> i was shook when you walked yeah, in the yeah. door i was like cheesy looks nothing like what i thought <laughs> exactly <put." laughs> yeah
0: um but l- one thing i do try and if I'm doing a video on Instagram, sometimes I'm talking about like biomechanics or a client or something like that. Yeah. I give myself as much as I can. I'll give myself, w- myself one take. Mm-hmm. It, so Instagram is a minute video or if I'm doing an Instagram TV, like two minutes or whatever. Yeah. I'll try my best to give myself one take mm. and then I'll say whatever I need to say. I will make mistakes in it, mm. but fuck it, like I'll just put it up. Yeah. And actually the thing I notice is people don't care about it being perfect they want to see the little quirk they want to yes. see the, they want to hear the stumble and how you actually react to that or they want to see you making a little mistake and that's your personality mm-hmm. there's absolutely no personality between this in this yoga account where you scroll down and there's 300 perfect pictures in a row, yeah. And who cares about that? Like, yeah, really. Like, if we if we honestly look at it, who actually cares? Mm. That you'll see that they'll have comments and there'll be 20 comments with just emojis. Like, yeah. no one actually cares. No one is saying, Jesus, well done on this, or you know, yeah. Like, so it's I, I don't know.
1: But it's like you're you're battling for. Uh, a, a validation you're validating for um, the the likes, the follows, the the exposure, but it's never ending. Yeah, there, it's there's so much. I always like look at it like no matter how good I think that something is, there will always be someone on Instagram yeah. that's doing it better than me. That's yeah. the, so I just stop myself. You yeah. know, I don't follow people on my personal Instagram, yeah. and. It, that gets so much like, you know, people are like, but you don't follow anyone on your are pressing so I'm like, no, and they're like, why not? I'm like, because I don't want to be on Instagram, yeah. you know, seeing like, f- like monitoring what other people are doing because yeah. my, f- they're like, you don't even follow your close friends. I'm like, because I'll pick up the phone and they'll send me a WhatsApp of yeah. their kids or what they've done today yeah. and that's how I stay connected. Yeah. Like, I don't need to like just, what I find that happens with people is you see people on your Instagram feed, yeah. you see, um, what they're doing, where they are and it stops you from then picking up the phone to yeah. say like well what, what have you done this yeah. week or you know or and and I'm guilty of it because obviously like you know I, I do so much with Instagram story and different stuff and I meet people and they're like oh you were down in England the weekend oh you were watching uh, yeah. Leading the Avengers there the other night and I'm like yeah it was yeah and then I have to remember you put it on there for yeah. like you know 10,000 people to see yeah. so that's you know what I mean so it's it's a it's a really it's a world that you can get very easily like yeah. sucked into yeah. um, but I'm wondering you know for someone that obviously you're very confident and you're confident in what you do and yeah. your knowledge and stuff like that but um, I think a lot of people struggle that are are you know that are not kind of like, oh, I'm going to like be on Instagram and be an Instagram hon or whatever. Yeah. Um, how did you find like doing videos yourself? Yeah. You know, were you like, shit, like I kind of want to do this, but I like, yeah. I want, a lot of people are like, I don't want to actually be the person in the video, but I want to get the information out there. Yeah. W- were you a little bit like apprehensive at yeah. first or were you just like, fuck it, I'm going to do it and it'll be all good? A
0: little bit of both. I was, um, I'd say it was about like 12, maybe, just over a year ago, probably. I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just going to, Start putting, like, sharing some of my work. Like, stop, stop kind of playing small and thinking, yeah. like, that person's going to criticize me or, uh, you know, that person, that really smart person's going to say, oh, that's not quite right. Like, yeah. who, like what can you do? What's yeah. the other option? Not to do anything mm-hmm. and, and just not share anything. And, yeah. like, the person who, if you're if you're never criticized... You probably haven't done anything, yeah. you know. So,
1: how, how do you deal it, like... with with criticism if, if it comes in any form? Yeah. Are you someone that takes it on board and you're yeah. like, okay, yeah. like what ways do you process it and deal I, with it?
0: You know what? I, I tend to, I tend to not, I don't know. I tend to not get much. Maybe I shelter myself from it. Mm. Um, I, I tend to get very, very little. My, my Instagram is pretty much the only place I share share public like work, what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, maybe curse, people are cursing me like in the background without actually saying it but um it's 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 very, very positive. And I think that's because one, I, I I I'm I don't care about negativity negativity. Like if someone comments on a post and says, You should have done that with a client yeah. Like absolutely, I'll take that on board. Like, and we'll have a conversation about it. I've no ego around that. Yeah. Um. I won't go onto someone else's page and tell them they should have done that with a client yeah. or what that exercise you're doing is crap. I think that's the biggest load of crap you could ever do. Yeah. Um. And no one's going to listen to you anyway. Yeah. And it's just for your own ego. So yeah, yeah I really thought like, yeah, I'm going. I'm going to sh- start sharing my stuff. Um. The best thing I ever did was probably put my face on camera and just talk. Mm-hmm. It gave me a lot of confidence around just just sharing it and yeah. not really caring what people think mm. and just putting it up. I kind of like, Gary V. put up a video recently. I'm, I'm kind of, sometimes I like him, sometimes I don't. Yeah. But he put up a video and he he said like, people are afraid to share something because it won't get as many likes as the previous post. Mm. Like, who cares? Like, just yeah. just share what you want to share. And I guarantee, yeah, you lose some followers. Like, I lose followers every day. Yeah. People who don't. And, and you know what? Like, brilliant. Because they're, they don't like the work I'm doing or whatever. Mm. So great, like yeah. you know. Or
1: or maybe it's it's triggering something in them that, you know, it could be anything like they're seeing people seeing you, seeing other people, you know, um tackling their issues yeah. head on, and sometimes people are a little bit intimidated yeah. by that. Or you know, there's there's so many different things out yeah. there that that people get triggered by. That's yeah. something that I I realized back. I used to be like, I have five thousand two hundred followers the other day, and they have up <laughs> five thousand nineteen. Like, yeah. who was that? Yeah. You know, but you like that's just saying you know, whatever. Yeah. Like you know, what I mean, it's just maybe it's because I'm older as yeah. well that I'm not, you know, like twenty two or whatever, yeah, yeah. and like sucked in that whole world. Yeah. But um, I think
0: the more the more you the more you kind of push some people away, the more mm. the people who really like your work come closer to you. Absolutely. You can't, you can't please everyone. Yeah. You definitely can't please everyone. So, yeah, just just do it. Just just If you want to share your work, stop worrying about what people are criticising yeah. like you. If you get criticised, fine, take it on board if you want. Mm. Don't take it on board if you don't want, but it's it's not going to change the fact that you still need to share something Mm -hmm, absolutely Um, that might not be on instagram or on social media i i think i don't get the negativity because i make it all about my clients yeah so if my client like i put up like one percent of my clients like Mm -hmm. not every client that comes in every day or every like one percent of a session with a client and it's like a success story about whoever like that girl we were talking about yeah and I make it about them. It's it's their body. It's they like it's trying to inspire some other people that actually you're not broken. You can do this. Mm. You can you can go and run that marathon, or you can go and play your sport again. And don't listen to the surgeon who said you need this or that. Um, unless you really do, uh, yeah. then you need to listen to him. Um, so i I'll try and make it about them. It's not about me. Yeah. It's really, really well, not Well, you know about
1: that me. if you ever wanted to make, like, a heap of money, you could go into, like, those, like, you know, those um, American, like, church healers where they're like, you are healed! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. i touch your shoulder, and now you're, yeah. like, your, your but, hip is fixed. But <laughs> that's,
0: that's, um, there's people doing that on Instagram. Like, there's guys, like, physical therapists or whatever with a million followers, and he's like, here's the one exercise to fix your back pain, right? Yeah. And, 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 like, like, okay, just... He, he'll get loads of sign-ups for his online course on the back of that or this and yeah. that or people are paying him to put up a post like fix your back pain with this yeah. and it's like every single person I assess is different mm. and you're telling a million people that they will fix their back pain by doing yeah. this so what happens if that person who says fix your back pain by doing this that person goes and does your exercise which is a load of crap because it's not about the exercise it's about the assessment mm. with, the, with the person and that doesn't fix their back pain yeah. do they think now Jesus, I'm fucked because that was supposed to fix me and it didn't.
1: Yeah, they're like signing up for surgery right yeah, now. Yeah, they're got, like picking you know, out a wheelchair, yeah, like yeah. the whole lot. They're like, you know, getting yeah. a, getting a, a little elevator thing on their <laughs> stairs. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of people that you look up to, who are your who are your people that you're like, you know, yeah. I don't mean idolize or anything, like that, but who are the people yeah. that you're like, right? Well, I like what they're doing yeah. and I'm interested in what they have to say.
0: I have learned from a hell of a lot of smart people, and like everything I do is based off them now, like I, I, as I said, I tinker with everything, but I've learned from a lot of smart people Um, there's a guy called Gary Ward in England he's the creator of one of the kind of methods I use, Um, it's called Anatomy in Motion, it's some of the gait cycle stuff that we were talking about he is so smart he, like, he he actually was probably the guy that put an end to my knee pain I was nearly there Mm. and I was hearing so much stuff about all, like this like, my glutes aren't strong and this and that, despite, like, me doing a million, billion glute exercises for, yeah. for years. And he looked at, like, my foot for yeah. about a minute and put me into one little exercise. And I went for a walk. And actually, the elbow pain that I had as well from doing gymnastics stuff, they both went away within about an hour.
1: Unreal. And it was
0: unbelievable. So he's... What's he's, this guy's name? Gary Ward.
1: Gary Ward. Yeah, he
0: is so smart where is he from he's I think he's from London right um, okay, he's yeah. a legend he's a legend he's taught me a serious amount of stuff um, so like basically every single joint in your body is connected we look at the timing of it the movement what you're missing you're just looking for what someone is missing and mm. if that's if that's some rotation in your knee or your hip or whatever we need to give that back but at the time it needs to do that in the gait cycle and you'll be fine um so gary has taught me a lot there i have a i've had a lot of mentors i had a lot of guys when i was in australia who really helped me out um another guy called Dave O'Sullivan, who's a mentor he's one of the best physios in the world i would say He's the England Rugby League head physio. He's actually from Ireland. He's from no Cork. He would
1: that... say with a name like David Sullivan. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But he's he's li- living in Huddersfield. He's very, very good, smart guy. Um, I absolutely love him as well. He's brilliant. So he's Daddy. helped me a lot. So, like, all the stuff that I use is just from all really smart people who've yeah. showed me the way. Like you know, yeah. um, so like we're we're talking about breeding and that a lot. Like, and people might say, oh, this guy is like talking about me. Like, he's holistic. He doesn't like a lot of the stuff I use is from the head physio from England Rugby League. He's dealing with rugby players every day and he is doing the breathing work with every single Mm. one of them. So like, don't underestimate this. The best athletes in the world are using this stuff. Um, We can use that and we can squat. We Mm. don't have to be the guy that does one or the other. Yeah.
1: Isn't it funny how people look at athletes as this sort of like freak human race, like they're not like me. Mm -hmm. And it's like a thing of like, oh, well, they, uh, you know, we're all completely equal. We're all on an equal playing field here. And you can maybe not be the best athlete in the world, but you can be of an, uh, you can live your life as an athlete and not be an athlete. You know what I mean?
0: So every client I work with, no matter who you are, I'm training you like I'm training an athlete that's getting back to sport. Yeah. Right? So just because a GA player who's just had an ACL injury and needs to get their knee sorted, they need to be able to hop and sprint and run and all this, right? Mm -hmm. Your your granny needs to be able to walk up the stairs. So they need to be able to do very similar things, just at very different speeds and different loads. So I'm training your granny like she is a soccer player because, (laughs) like... Why not make her as strong as possible? Absolutely, yeah. We're all humans first. We all need to be able to move our joints in the exact same way. It's just a matter of speed and load after that.
1: Yeah, amazing. And I just I have w- this image of all these mad grannies like pegging it out of your
0: clinic. I'm not even joking. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: sprinting with like headbands. Yeah? Yes!
0: You'd be surprised. Like if someone needs <laughs> to be able to walk up the stairs on a daily basis yeah. or if someone needs to be able to bend down. Right here's an example. Someone needs to be able to bend down and pick up a kid. Yeah. Um. So a mummy needs to bend down and pick up a kid who that kid could be three or four or five stone. Yeah. And yet we f- we rehab them with these little pink dumbbells in the in in the gym or something like that. Yeah. And then they're going out into their life and they're lifting shopping bags and all this stuff it's madness like yeah, yeah. so i want you to be able to do way more than you need to be able to do in your life mm. so before you leave with me the pain will be long gone but you'll be able to do way 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 more than you actually need to be able to do it's like we're building a serious amount of resiliency in someone's body and they we we need more than we should should we need more than we need yeah, yeah if that makes sense
1: amazing Brilliant, so very very good, like so much in that um and we're 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 yapping here we're, we're deep in i could stay here all night but before i let we'll you have go to look at the bunion though yeah look at that <laughs> you know what i actually i'm actually because i said it to you and i was like i have to go to this guy so i am gonna book in with you i promise you um i will on the table no, no i will not i'm just so happy that i'm just so happy that we don't do video uh you know stick out that foot there now and i hate that i said it because now everyone's gonna look at my face. yeah you can't um, wear sandals I, can't, I never wear sand and i train all the time and like you and I always oh, it's so funny because <laughs> when I train, you know, like people if I don't train in my own gym, if I go somewhere and like I'm like, Oh I can train. Yeah. Like people are always like, Oh, can we get a photograph? I'm like, Yeah, of course I brought do yeah. feet. Yeah. Well I get I get and also, you know what's weird? So my Snapchat is not, is, is public, right? Yeah. So I, I cover all the events on my sub- Snapchat. Yeah. And there's one freak that's on there and always asks for photographs on my feet. <laughs> all the time. So yeah.
0: It's a Don't give him my Instagram. I, I, uh, absolutely. Yeah.
1: And you know what? And I literally, like, I never answer it. And then, like, when the guy's says, just block him. And I was like, no, I actually kind of get a little bit of a buzz off when of yeah. he does message me. I'm assuming it's a guy. Yeah. But, like, I nearly, like, right back on, like, mate, like, you do not want to see them,
0: yeah. you know
1: Heard, you've got yeah. really ugly feet yeah, it, But yeah. I
0: get private messages Every day <laughs> On Instagram People just send me Pictures of their feet they're like can you fix this? I'm like, I haven't seen it move. Like, just <laughs> my assessment is an hour long and very detailed. Yeah. Don't send me a picture of your foot on Instagram and expect me to say it's that. Like, you well, just
1: as well, it's a foot and nothing else, yeah, well, it, right? Yeah, well, yeah, I'm worse. doing OK so far, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah. Could be worse. Yeah, could but be listen, worse. before I let you go, I always love to like, kind of get a little finisher on people and um, ask them my favorite question. Yeah. Um, what is your idea of happiness?
0: Do you always ask that question? Yes, always. Yeah. I should listen to the podcast. I'm going you to probably listen... should yeah. now. Gonna...
1: <laughs> could have been a little bit more prepared yeah. here, David. I'm
0: going to listen to all of them now. Um, <laughs> idea of happiness. Yeah. Uh, here's here's one I like. Uh, one of my teachers, uh, one of the best guys for stretching in Australia. I studied under him for a couple of years. Um, have some fun, do some good, make some money. That's what he says. That's his Amen. saying all the time. So I guess what that what that means for me is have some fun. Is is still work. It's it's mm. good fun, um, but not work too much. That's why I don't make myself that easy to be found. Yeah. Um, so not work too much. Just help enough people every day. Yeah. Um, and just work with the people that I want to work with, that actually want to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, and travel. Be able to have time to travel. And that's why I do online work, because I can travel and still Skype some of my clients. Um, And, yeah, just maybe live in the countryside and Mm. do a bit of training and yeah yeah That. that's that's it simple like, life simple, yeah, simple live life, simply yeah, yeah except no for I mean. to travel like and go travel and eat in the best restaurants in the world and yeah. like go to Disneyland a couple of times a year <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you need money for that
1: you sure do yeah. absolutely like get yeah. your Disneyland fund together
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, but uh, listen, yeah simple stuff yeah
1: yeah Amazing, amazing. Thank you so much for coming up. I really appreciate it. Yeah. It's great. Great insights. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, and finally, where can people find out more about you? Where w- Do you work in a clinic in Waterford or is it from home or?
0: I have a couple of spots at the moment that I'm kind of trying to consolidate. I work from a gym in Waterford and I work from. What's the name of the gym? The gym. Well, it's Waterford Gymnastics, but
1: oh, people can't
0: just call up. Um, and then I have a clinic at home, but I'm currently trying to build a proper spot as well. Okay, so I'm kind of consolidating both of them. Um, so hit
1: so you up on Instagram.
0: People can't just come and find me and show me their foot here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you have to you have to message me first. Yeah. I don't take walk-ins. Okay. Um, yeah, Instagram maybe. I think it's david david dot gray Doc gray yeah underscore maybe oh, it was this oh, i'm gonna so. put it
1: up i'll put it up yeah. on on this thing yeah, we'll I, go need get to, it
0: yeah. I could do it getting a better name on that nah,
1: it's grand. You know, yeah. the foot healer or the no foot, no no
0: that's one the, of them already the, I foot, think.
1: the foot guru <laughs> the foot guy yeah. um but yeah listen thank you very much for coming in i really appreciate taking the time and that was brilliant it's great insights you're welcome thanks so much no for problem. having me on david gray for the first exchange.